This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in today. I am your host, Carl Miller, principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. And we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topics are $80,000 building lot prices in the counties, the new reality, how many homes sold in less than 30 days this year, and will the rising interest rates slow down the housing market in Lynchburg? We'll explore these topics and also meet Bill Gribben today. Thanks to our month's sponsor, Will Looper. Will Looper with Movement Mortgage in Lynchburg has the knowledge and products to get you into your next home while keeping as much money in your pocket as possible. Whether you're looking to purchase or refinance your home, Will Looper and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Learn more at looperteammortgage.com. That's L-U-P-E-R teammortgage.com. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing is a renovation project house ready for a renovator who is looking for a This Old House TV show type of project. It's located on North Street in the town of Bedford with over 3,600 square feet. This two-story home has been structurally reinforced and is ready for drywall, a new kitchen and bathrooms, and a new HVAC. It is a project, but it's conveniently located off of Route 221 in town and sitting on a level double lot. This home offers great potential and when completed should support a value of at or near $400,000 based on recent square footage pricing of nearby sold homes. It's offered at just $155,000. $155, visit carlmillerrealty.com or call us for more info or to list your home. Well, Yancey Campbell, our marketing director for Carl Miller Realty, is with us today. Welcome, as my co-host as always. It's good <laughs> to have you back again. Thank you, Carl. Good morning. Good morning. So um, we're winding down the year, and the question right. everybody's asking is, are you ready for Christmas? And I never really know how to answer that, but are you ready for Christmas? I'm very ready for Christmas. Yeah? It's quickly approached. I mean, it's one week from today. We uh, you we put together a really fun little Christmas video greeting right. on our social media this yes. this year. That was a lot of fun to put that together. That was so fun. Kind of hear what your favorite uh, things to do around Christmas yep. time is. And you said your daughter's cookies. That was fun. Yeah, my daughter's. Mine was Hallmark movies. Hallmark movies. <laughs> I know. So it was kind of fun. If you want to check that out, go visit uh, Carl Miller Realty uh, social media pages. It's on Instagram right. and Facebook, I believe. Anywhere else? Is that it for now? Uh, that's it. And then we also have sent it out to all of our clients through our CRM. So very good. If you've bought or sold a home with us, you got that in your email to look at. So yep, yep. very and good. And then yesterday was National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, so that was really fun. We posted a photo on social media of all of us team members wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. Just a little something to lighten the mood and get ready for Christmas. That was a lot of fun. I was out of town on uh, Thursday, so I didn't get the memo for yeah. that. I will wear my kind of plain green sweater, and yep. you guys look great at the office. That's right. So we also have just one more little fun Christmas thing. So we're going to meet Bill Gribben here shortly, but Bill mm-hmm. is uh, selling Christmas wreaths at our office. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe this, yeah, this would be the last day. So stop by. If you haven't got a Christmas wreath or you want a garland for your house, uh, Bill right. has the hookups for you at our office at 7700 Timberlake Road. He'll be there until uh, the afternoon here in Lynchburg right now. Yep. So, uh, well, this week our office watched a special real estate market forecast. It's kind of a press conference of sorts for, for real estate professionals and Yancey, you got to sit in on this. It I was did. Uh, hosted by 
uh, Brian Buffini. He's the largest real estate coaching training company in North America. And uh, he had a special guest on, Mr. Lawrence Yoon, who Mm -hmm. I've mentioned his name numerous times on this show. He's the chief economic advisor for the National Association of Realtors. And Yancey, I was just kind of curious. I mean, I kind of live in that world. I listen to those stats. I've studied them all the time. What what, what kind of impressed you about that presentation? I'm just curious. I'm putting you on the spot here. No, thank you for asking. Uh, That's a good question because coming from a marketing director's perspective, I'm not licensed. I'm not a licensed realtor, but sitting in on those bold predictions for the next year is very educational for me. And Brian highlighted a statistic that I thought was very interesting. He said, buyers typically purchase their homes in 2021 for 100% of the asking price, mm-hmm. with 29% of those buyers purchasing for more than asking price. Yeah. And I think we all knew that homes sold for asking and at times much more than asking price this year. But seeing that number, the 29% of mm-hmm. them paying more than asking price, mm-hmm. just really set in at how busy of a year it was for real estate. Mm-hmm. And it seems that 2022 will not be much of a slowdown compared to this year, Brian said. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was listening to that and I kind of took a few notes as well. And, you know, three things, and I've, I've heard it before, but I just wrote down, kind of stood out to me is number one, that that six million homes sold this year mm-hmm. in the United States. And we've been hearing about housing shortage, inventory shortage, housing shortage all year long, right? But even with this shortage, in quotes, it's right. the fifth biggest year in real estate sales ever. Right. Yeah. So, so the fact that there's a bit of a shortage has not at all dampened the activity and the speed of the market. I mean, six million homes sold this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one that kind of stood out to me was the unemployment rates. And we're down to about 5% now, which is almost back to pre-COVID rates, but there's, we're 4 million jobs short. Mm-hmm. However, there's 11 million job openings. And so wow. the economy and jobs is so tied in with the housing market and vice versa. Housing market affects jobs. I mean, big time. It's, it's a right. huge sector of the American economy. So the fact that there are currently 11 million job openings right now, we're almost back down to the same unemployment levels pre-COVID, you know, I think just means that the economy is is as, as good places to go. Like mm-hmm. we have good upside potential yep. over the next four years. And the third thing that, that, you know, kind of a little different statistic, but kind of the same is that the, the statistic he put about 97, I'm sorry, 90% of homes that sold this year sold in 30 days or less. So you talked about how many homes sold above list right. price. Well, 90% of them sold in 30 days or less. That's amazing. So that kind of sparked my interest. Hey, how many of those, what's the local numbers like? So yeah. kind of doing my simple template that I do, which is Lynchburg, Bedford, Campbell, Amherst counties, mm-hmm. single family homes. I'm excluding townhomes. And I also excluded new construction homes because the new construction data will skew the, skew the data points. So mm-hmm. for, for example, some builders are digging a basement and then popping a house. I use that word in quotes, popping a house popping on the market. And there's nothing there. There's a hole in the ground. Right. And that house will not be completed for 99 months or so. Right. So I excluded the new construction. But 81% of our single-family homes sold in 30 days or less. So nationally, it was 90, 90%. Locally, it was 81%. Mm-hmm. And that's year-to-date. It doesn't quite encompass the whole year. We still mm-hmm. have another, what, 10-plus 10, 10 days of business days of, of, of work to do yet in the year. But 80, 81%. And so then I was just comparing that. Okay, so that was 2021. How does how does that compare to 2018? So I just went back to 2018 just to kind of get a little bit of a benchmark. So 81% of our homes sold in 30 days or less. 2018, 45%. Wow, it doubled. So almost almost doubled. That's that's significant. That that's and that was only over a three year span. That's like, right. Yeah, I mean that's just taking 2021 crazy. and comparing it to the year 2018. Yeah. And the National Association of Realtors is saying that real estate uh, are, is going to turn a corner in 2022. 
they feel like more inventory will be available and that interest rates will rise to 3.7% by next year at this time. Hmm. I've got to say, I'm just not confident we're going to see a rise in inventory locally. Uh, the demand is is strong. I think it's going to remain very high. Mm-hmm. And, and quite frankly, I just don't see enough new construction to kind of ease that uh, supply chain yeah. problem, for, for at least for single-family homes. There's a lot of new townhomes being built, but there's just not much single-family homes And they're not up. getting built faster either because of the supply chain issues of you right. know, finishing the home either. So it's right. not like they're getting built quickly. Yeah, and not only that, uh, they are not cheap. Yeah. You know, the price points, the entry right. level pretty much starts at 300000 I've seen a few in the high 260s, but mm-hmm. almost everything is 300 plus. So I guess I just got to say, I mean, I know the NAR is saying there's no more new homes coming. You raised a good point. We've had Nathan Swarry on this show before. Nathan is the uh, co-owner of H&S Improvements. We've, we mm-hmm. sell a lot of their new houses and, you know, a home that they were building in, in 90 to 100 days pre-COVID is now taking double that amount yep. just because subcontractor issues and getting refrigerators, you have to yep. pre-order those four months in advance. And so there's just all this stuff going on in the in the market that's just stretching out the speed of building right now. Um, the NAR says specifically that more houses are being built, which is going to help the supply side. However, as I just kind of as we talked about, I look around town. So what and where are the new single family spec homes at? And furthermore, where are the new developments for single-family spec houses? And I spoke with a broker this week, and he's trying to get – they're in the planning phases of trying to get a single-family home development off the ground. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly expensive to build the county-required infrastructure. So, for example, the road and the easement requirements, you know, curb and gutter, water and sewer. If you're in the city, you have to have lighting, uh, sidewalks in some instances – so this would be a development that's in the Rustburg High School District, where recently there's just precious little development happening. Uh, this this specific property would feature a significant number of lots, somewhere between 50 and 100, okay. and these would be smaller lots. These would be one half acre or less. Mm-hmm. But the retail price to to builders would would need to start around somewhere in the high 70s, around 80 thousand dollars per lot. And so the conversation was, do you think they will sell? Because that's a that's a whole it's new a price lot point. For half so, an acre. Yeah, like everything. This would just set a whole new precedent for lot prices. And it wasn't long ago, you could buy building lots in Campbell County for thirty five thousand or less. I mean, all over mm-hmm. the place. So the question is, does the market today support eighty thousand dollar lots? Would they sell? So, in just in having a good conversation, I just asked him. I said, "What what other options are available? You know, there's a few lots here and there available for less, but but there's just huge demand for new housing, especially." If a home can be built in a three to four hundred thousand dollar price range, everything being built is selling as soon as or before it's completed yep. in Campbell County. So even though it was set a new record record lot price, you know the question is where else can buyers go? Mm-hmm. You know our our region is just simply running out of build ready single family lot subdivisions, and there are none that are substantial in in size. And I just applaud any developer willing to risk going after this right now. You know, will they sell? Here's what I know. All new construction homes in Campbell County, whether it's a small $270,000 house or a larger $450,000 home, they're selling. They're selling as soon as they're completed or as soon as they're exposed to the marketplace. And ultimately, the consumers are the ones paying for those higher lot prices if they want a new home. And there's a few developments going on in Lynchburg right now. And those lot prices, some of them are over $100,000 on the start price. 
And that location there is good. I mean, you see up through Wards Road and then mm-hmm. going down those new townhomes being built and stuff. That's very central to Lynchburg yep. area in Campbell County. This would be south further, a little further down on route, okay. off of Route 29. But still, no, it's a good, yeah. it's a convenient location. It'd yeah. be easy to get in this town. So turnkey new construction prices are hitting around $200 or more per square foot. Hmm. So, so I'm becoming just more and more convinced of in just watching the market today that Today's prices for residential real estate, and especially new construction, today's prices are, are kind of the new floor. And uh, we, we've talked about this on the on the air before, that the cost of labor has risen. You know, and if you think about it, you're a concrete worker or you're a framer or you're a roofer, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we, we know about the labor shortages. We know that employers are paying higher dollar for labor than ever before. Mm-hmm. And if you're an employee and you were making $25 an hour and, and your skill set has evolved and you're worth to the marketplace $30 an hour now. That $30 an hour salary that or you know, rate that you're earning as a construction worker, you're you're not going to go back to $25 an hour. It's not like magically COVID's over. Right. We're back to normal in the economy. Yep. Uh, take a $5 an hour raise uh, cut. Just let's yep. go back to $25 an hour. That's <laughs> that not going to happen. Over too well. <laughs> no, we 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 are at a new floor of pricing. Right. And so you can't put that back in the bottle, so to speak. And just say, okay, we're going to now reduce your wages, even mm-hmm. though the value you bring is there. So mm-hmm. I, I just think that what we're seeing in pricing and new construction specifically is going to be the new floor. And I'm I'm not too worried either, even if there is a bit of a slowdown or even maybe a price leveling off in other parts of the country. I'm still not too worried about South Central Virginia prices dropping uh, just simply because we're so far below what the national average mm-hmm. is. I mean, we, we've we talked about this several times on this yep. show that – you know, we're, we're $100,000 If below. anything, do you think you could see them raised more next I year? I think that there is nothing stopping prices from rising next okay. year. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Good question. And and I like to study the markets. I don't like to just make stuff up. Mm-hmm. But we've already seen uh, the dollar devalue, and, and, and we it, real estate just becomes that hedge mm-hmm. against inflation. So it's going. the dollars are going to flow towards real estate, in my opinion. So I've been wrong before. We'll see how it shakes out in 2022. <laughs> but I think what we're seeing in summary is – the new floor of pricing is where we are right now, especially with new construction. Uh, lot prices will continue to, to just rise and raise, and we're going to see subdivisions that, that the new subdivisions will start at prices that have been unprecedented for this area. But again, I don't see how we can protect because a developer is not going to sell at a loss. So if the cost to make those lots happen is 80000 bucks, then that's going to be passed on to, to the consumer. So... That kind of leads me to the next part of our show, which is the Carl's Clips part. And I promised in the intro a quick take on rising interest rates. I do think rising rates could slow down housing demand. So we'll go to the next segment here. Carl's Clips. Carl's Real Estate Tip of the Week. The National Association of Realtors is predicting mortgage rates rising to 3.7% by December of 2022. This is essentially a little bit more than a half of a percent increase. When interest rates rise 1%, as a rule of thumb, one's purchasing power falls by about 10%. So as a buyer, beware, as interest rates go up in 2022, your purchasing power may decrease as much as 7 or 8% to keep your payments the same today, as today. It may be worth buying earlier in the year to lock in before the rate increases on your mortgage money. When we come back, we're going to learn about a great guy who joined our firm this year, Mr. Bill Grebin.
We're back with the Carl Miller Show. I'm Carl Miller along with Yancey Campbell, our marketing director. And we're joined in the studio today by one of our own agents, Mr. Bill Gribben. Welcome, Bill. Good to be here, Carl. Thank you. You know, it's, it's just wonderful having you on as an agent at Carl Miller Realty. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our, to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about yourself, Bill. Okay. Uh, I was originally a Pennsylvania high school English teacher, and I came to Liberty in 1980 and spent 40 years there. Wow. 29 of it as the dean of the school of communication, all of it teaching freshman English, reading more papers than you'll ever believe. <laughs> wow. 1980. 1980 to you left Liberty in 2020? 2020. So 40 years. That's amazing, Bill. As a graduate of the School of Communications at Liberty, I mean, that's awesome. I never had the pleasure of meeting you or being under your teaching, but it's a pleasure to know you through the office. Met a lot of good people there. Yeah. Do you stay in touch with a lot of your students? Do you still uh, stay in contact with some of your past students? Yes, there are a few that I keep in touch with or Mm -hmm. that I'll run into almost by accident. They'll remember me, and I'm for a minute there, I'm trying to think, okay, who are so you? <laughs> you were a high school teacher in Pennsylvania. Did yes. you grow up in Pennsylvania? Is that I where did. You so I, what part of Pennsylvania? I was from western Pennsylvania. Okay. I was born in Erie. Okay. Oh, wow. I've been to Erie. That's cold country up there. Went to Edinburgh State and then later Penn State. That is some awesome. cold, snowy, icy it country is. in the wintertime. Mm. That's what, that's one reason I came down here. I said, <laughs> comrades, you don't have to live like that. <laughs> Got 70-degree de- days going on right now. But Lynchburg right. is obviously home. You've been here for 40 years. That's 40-plus years. That's pretty amazing. Yes. It's, it's home now. Very good. So, Bill, going from you know being a professor at Liberty for so long, you were the dean of the School of Communications. What led you to ultimately become an agent and start working? Because it's been a difficult you know market as a new agent. We heard that in the bold predictions from Brian Buffini the other day that we talked about in the first segment. What led you to ultimately become an agent and then come on to our team? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, first, I, I was licensed in Pennsylvania years ago, mm-hmm. uh, even while I was coaching football, teaching okay. English, and so on. The only house I sold that year was my own when I came down <laughs> here. But anyway, uh, after I finished at Liberty, I, I didn't want to just go hit the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. I, I, guess, I just can't live like that. And I've yeah. always liked looking at real estate. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like, all right, I'll try it again one more time. Yeah. That's awesome. You talked about not wanting to hit the rocking chair. So I was impressed when I met you. You talked about how last year you had this adventure. You went and bought a bunch of Christmas trees and set them up. And, and uh, this year you are selling wreaths and, and garland. We've been promoting you on the show. In fact, you're selling today, Saturday, at our radio uh, – not our radio station, at our Carl Miller Realty office at 7700 right. Timberlake Road. If you're listening to this show and you still want a wreath for your front door, some garland That's for right. your front porch, stop by and see Bill. So uh, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day today. But uh, tell us a bit about uh, just the season. Uh, I'm sorry, about some of your favorite pieces of knowledge you gained. You talked because you've got this amazing history of being a professor and being a coach and, and, and training and teaching people. So just as you go back and look at your favorite pieces of knowledge you gained from being a professor at a university, what are some of the takeaways? What are some mm-hmm. of the life lessons you carry with you today just from, from your experience? One thing I learned as a coach that helped me, even as a professor and dean, was uh, I coached JV football. And so uh, I had kids who really wanted to be on the varsity. So uh, I had to find a, a way for somebody to be successful. Mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's what I learned. I think it's important in, in any venue to try to find a way to help people uh, use their strengths. Mm-hmm. So that was my main job there. Uh, but what I've learned more than anything else that 
I've learned is the importance of relationships. Mm. People talk about that. It's very much in vogue to say relationships or everything, but mm-hmm. I've learned that in a practical way, you know, working with working with real estate, because re- relationships are everything before, during, and even after the transaction. Absolutely, it's everything. And and the other thing I learned is that our our work is a service. Mm-hmm. It's a service to people. It helps them. And I, I, I think if you enjoy people, you enjoy helping them out, serving them, real estate is a great profession. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. And we, we see those strengths in you at the office of just being relational and the communication skills. And that obviously probably comes from your past experience of being a professor and things like that. Um, what is your favorite part of dealing with clients as an agent? I, I guess the favorite part <laughs> is is closing. <laughs> yes, that's everybody's get favorite to the part. Finish line. Yes, we're, we're all smiles at that phase. Uh, yeah. It took a while to get there, so it's a it's a big relief. Yeah, it's sort of like that high you get after a good run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, your endorphins are pushing through you pretty well. Yep. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said. You you talked about help. You know, just kind of one of the things you learned is just finding a way to help people find their strengths and. Bill, as you as you meet a relation, a new, and you're a great relational guy. But as you meet somebody new, what are some of the things you do? Like, you know, I'm going to go back to your to your classroom days a little bit. But how do you identify somebody's strengths? What do you, what tactics do you use as a person as you're getting to know somebody and developing a relationship, whether it's a student or maybe now in today's context of a client? How do you what do you do to identify people's strengths? Good question. I think mainly I just try to listen to them. Ah. Get to know them mm. and, yeah. and ask them what their story is. Yeah. What are their dreams? Mm-hmm. If, if if they could have their ideal set up, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. Where do they see themselves yeah. five years from now? Sure. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Bill Gribben. He's a licensed agent at the Carl Miller Realty Firm. And Bill came on board as a, as a licensee this year and uh, has just added a lot of value to our office. And, and uh, w- as an agent, what is something that maybe you've seen – change. I know you just got into the market here, but you talked about how you were a real estate agent back in Pennsylvania 40 years ago too. But how, how have you seen the real estate industry change? Even if you're looking at it from a distance, you know, mm-hmm. not being in the industry over the last 40 years with, with the timing of the home selling and, and just how has it affected the way you're working now in the real estate market being yeah. the way it is? Well, the expectations people have now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, back then, if, if a house sat on the market four or five months, no one was no one was shocked by it. Right. No one was, you know, true. said, what's going wrong here? Now it seems like if, if a house sits on market two or three weeks, yeah. we're asking that question. Right. And and you're so right. We just, first half of the show, you weren't here in yep. the studio, but we just talked about how 90% of the homes that sold, sold in, in 30 days or less in the mm-hmm. U.S. And even locally, 81% this year sold in 30 days or less, which is insanity. Like we've never, we've never experienced that before in Lynchburg. There was one last weekend I was I was trying to get involved in. Uh-huh. It it sold in less than 24 hours wow. yeah. and had multiple strong offers. Right. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we've experienced that quite a bit. I mean, uh, we actually showcased a property here on, on the air that was over in Bedford County, and it was, it was actually a double wide on a permanent foundation. But, you know, we ended up getting five offers on that property, and, you know, it sold, you know, north of the list price. So it's just interesting that phenomenon of – the shortage of inventory and the high demand, but then that just translates into speed, and that makes it challenging for 
it makes it challenging for buyers, but it makes it challenging for real estate professionals too, because as a professional, when that phone rings, oh my gosh, there's a new house that just hit the market. Yes. We need to go see it. Mm-hmm. We're kind of obligated. If we want our client to get that house, we've got to be adaptable and drop what we're doing and run right yeah. then, because right. otherwise the same thing could happen to what just happened to you last week. Well, unlike 40 years ago, people now are coming with cash too. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. It's amazing it's how much cash is in our economy right now. Very true. So things get speeded up. Right. Well, and I think, too, the society has a little bit different expectation than 40 years ago, just the speed of yes. of everything. And so I was listening to one of my mentors talk about, and he's been in real estate for 40 years. And, you know, 40 years ago, if a call came into the office and somebody left a message with the secretary or on the voicemail, it was okay that it was 24 or 48 hours yeah. later until that call got returned. And that was the expectation, yes. right? Yes. And today, people get freaked out if mm-hmm. you don't respond to their text or their call in 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. that's also adding some pressure to the industry. That's part of the expectation now, yes. And I think that's come with like media growth as well. Is now we, we text, we have that like cell phone where we can call in our cars. And, you know, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. we couldn't do that. We had to get to the point A from point B and be able to call there and stuff. So it's very interesting to see how that's all changed. Right. What, you talked about the finish line, and you talked about how that's just a day of celebration when we can get our clients to the closing. What, what else, what surprised you? You came, came into the business here. What surprised you about the industry so far that you weren't expecting when you got licensed this year? There's not enough time in this show probably to <laughs> <laughs> go, through, go through all those. What's but, one or two things that surprised yeah. you, Bill? Uh, how knowledgeable uh, the clients are. Oh, yeah. Uh, sellers know a lot more now. Uh, because they can ha- they have access to MLS or Rosillo or whatever. Sure. And so they're really up on, on things. You, you don't go in and, and just generalize anymore. You better have facts and figures. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's an educated uh, clientele. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good. I got another question for you, Bill. You, you're a man of knowledge. And if you were, <laughs> what, what book have you read that has impacted your life the most? What book have I read? Yeah. Um, or what's a book that just has impacted you pretty deeply? Well, right now there's one I'm reading. I wish I would have read 25 years ago, and that's Boundaries. Oh, yes, Dr. Henry Cloud. Yes. Uh, it That that book shows you things about yourself yes. that wow. maybe you, you needed to know or maybe didn't want to know but found out about uh-huh. yourself. And so that's been a really a really good one. It's called Boundaries. Boundaries. I, I read that yes. too, and I remember the first, uh, even the opening chapter, just impacting because it's it, without – sharing too much. It's a story about a parent who has a problem child, and, and Dr. Cloud is quick to point out that the parents were the problem yes. because they enabled that behavior. And uh, wow, that's a good that's a good book. I need to pick that one back up again. I read it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a great read. Very I good. like all kinds. I, I especially like historical biographies. Uh, uh, the one I read on, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't even think right now. The uh, They did a musical on him. Hamilton? Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. I'm going blank. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Ham- that was a great biography, for example. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy those, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can learn a lot from our forefathers and people who have been there and done that. I'm reading a book right now called River of Doubt. I just finished it up from uh, Teddy Roosevelt's expedition mm-hmm. in Brazil and mm-hmm. uh, after he was president. And, oh, my gosh. That guy was he was a crazy adventurer anyway. But when yeah. he was doing that, they, he, they almost died. He came so close wow. to death, and they— barely escaped with their lives. So anyway, just a fun read. River of Doubt, if anybody's looking for a good historical book. Bill, didn't mean to sabotage your comment there, but I appreciate fine, you coming <laughs> coming on board here with us. We appreciate you and the value you bring to the office and the relationships you bring, and we're just so excited to have you on board. Well, yeah, I enjoy being in the office. I, it's a great place to work. Yeah, great. And uh, good luck as you sell your wreaths today. Thank you. <laughs>
And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. A modest home outside Washington, D.C. sparked an epic bidding war that boosted its selling price by nearly 70%. There were 76 cash offers. Why was it so popular, you ask? It was one mile from the metro station in a really great location. There you go. Boy, that market. That metro station. <laughs> has been a little insane. I, I, earlier this year, we had a guest on who's a realtor up there. I was telling you off air. Yeah. She was talking at that time, there's 450,000 people. Mm-hmm. At that time, there was 24 houses on the market. That's crazy. And in her words, it was a bloodbath. I should actually bring her back on the show just we to get should. some perspective of the Northern Virginia inside the Beltway. Mm-hmm market. Well, if you have questions you want answered on air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms. You can also contact the WLNI comment line at 333-2009. That's 434-333-2009. Thanks for tuning in. We are your local caring, competent, and trusted advisors for all things real estate. Thanks again to our sponsor this month, Will Looper at Movement Mortgage. Whether purchasing or refinancing, Will and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Learn more at looperteammortgage.com. Have a great weekend. Bill, thanks for coming on board with us. You're welcome. Good to be here. And we'll see you next Saturday for another morning of The Carl Miller Show.